Crusade Channel News. News you can trust. Because the truth can be trusted. From the Crusade Channel News Desk, here's Janet Huxley. Good morning, Crusaders. Welcome to Wednesday, May the 10th, 2023. I'm Janet Huxley, reporting for the Crusade Channel News Desk, live from the Dothan Ranch and Farm, south of Kansas City, Missouri. This report is brought to you by the Epic Times, America's new hometown newspaper of record. Used and endorsed by Mike Church, the Epic Times is journalism you can count on. Subscribe today at crusadechannel.com forward slash epic. Here's what to listen for this hour. Pakistan and Afghanistan agree to boost trade, lower border tensions. Jury rejects Trump rape claim, but awards accuser $5 million for battery. Tucker Carlson's taking his show to Twitter. Accuses Fox of contract breach. And North Dakota bans preferred pronoun policies and strengthens parental rights. Pakistan and Afghanistan agree to boost trade, lowering border tensions. Our political affairs correspondent Magdalene Rose reports. Pakistan and Afghanistan's Taliban government have agreed to boost trade and lower tensions along their border amid a surge in attacks on Pakistani security forces, officials said. The Pakistani foreign minister and Afghanistan's Taliban-appointed foreign minister struck the deal on Sunday in Islamabad, According to Pakistan's foreign ministry, the agreement is designed to improve bilateral trade, combat terrorism, and boost bilateral ties. It's important to remember that Afghanistan is not a nowhere place. Afghanistan has much to offer the world, and if the Taliban is willing to do trade and have conversations with other countries, the United States should take note of that, seeing as they've often operated from the position that Afghanistan is a nowhere place. For the Crusade Channel and political affairs correspondent, Magdalene Rose. A jury found Donald Trump liable Tuesday for sexually abusing advice columnist E. Jean Carroll in 1996, awarding her $5 million. The verdict was announced in a federal courtroom in New York City on the first day of jury deliberations. Jurors rejected Carroll's claims that she was raped, but still found Trump liable for sexually abusing her. Hours earlier, U.S. District Judge Louis A. Kaplan read instructions on the law to the nine-person jury before the panel began to discuss Carroll's allegations of battery and defamation shortly before noon. He and his legal team also issued a statement shortly after the verdict. The Democratic Party's never-ending witch hunt of President Trump hit a new low today. In jurisdictions wholly controlled by the Democratic Party, our nation's justice system is now compromised by extreme left-wing politics. This entire bogus case is a political endeavor targeting President Trump because he is now an overwhelming front-runner to be once again elected President of the United States. Trump's team plans an appeal, and meanwhile, Arkansas Governor Asha Hutchinson who's planning to compete against Trump for the party nomination, issued a statement as well. Very telling. He said, Over the course of my 25 years of experience in the courtroom, I have seen firsthand how a cavalier and arrogant contempt for the rule of law can backfire. The jury verdict should be treated with seriousness and is another example of the indefensible behavior of Donald Trump. Tucker Carlson announced on Tuesday he is making his next move through Twitter as his lawyers accused Fox News of fraud and breach of contract in a separate letter. Carlson first revealed in a nearly three-minute video that he would be taking his talk show and other future projects to the social media platform after he criticized mainstream media's stranglehold over the public square. 
Our quote of the day, my heart would sink, but for the firm conviction that God's word can never fail. St. Mary Macalop. And coming up, our saint of the day, he denounced the pagan practices of his fellow townspeople, went to live as a hermit for two years, returning after that to destroy those pagan idols. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. Hello, Crusaders, and welcome to Frying with Tommy. Today, I'm going to show you how to properly fry a chicken, Tommy style. Of course you need a chicken, the EK-3000, or as I like to call him, Dante, Mike Church's Beast and Butt Rub, and an air fryer. Now once you got your chicken ready, you want to go ahead and add Mike Church's secret blend of sugar, herbs, and spices. And since he put it into this bougie bottle, I can add enough Beast and Butt Rub until my ancestors tell me to stop. Now the chicken is ready for my air fryer. Why don't you go ahead and put it on in there, and I'm going to get Dante ready. Now that's how you fry a chicken. Well, that will conclude today's episode of Frying with Tommy. If you want your own bottle of Beast and Butt Rub, go to shop.mikechurch.com and buy your bottle today. Our saint of the day is Saint Antoninus, who was a hermit and a martyr. Antoninus is listed as a stonemason in Erebazus, Syria. He denounced the pagan practices of his fellow townspeople and went to live as a hermit for two years. He then returned to his village and destroyed the pagan idols. He fled the town and built a church in Apamea, Syria, where he was murdered. Both Apamea and Pamie claim the saint. According to local tradition, the Crypta de San Antolin at Palencia Cathedral, which supposedly houses his relics, was finished during the mid-7th century. A monastery dedicated to him had been built near Foix by the 8th century. It claimed to possess his head and part of his body, brought from Syria by boat that had navigated four rivers with the aid of an angel. These conflicting traditions suggest the martyr of Pamier is the same person as the martyr Antoninus of Syria. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum signed a bill on Monday that will allow teachers, school officials, and government entities to ignore a student's preferred pronoun and ban hiding a student's transgender status from their parents. House Bill 1522 was approved by North Dakota lawmakers with a veto-proof majority of 40 to 6 in the Senate and 68 to 22 in the House. The law came into effect immediately. The legislation consists of three sections that modify the North Dakota Century Code in relation to preferred pronouns, restroom provisions for transgender students, establishing a penalty for violations, and declaring an emergency. The governor vetoed a similar bill in March, citing concerning language, but said on Monday this had been removed. House Bill 1522 largely codifies existing practices while reaffirming the First Amendment right to free speech, requiring restroom accommodations, balancing the right and interests of students, parents and teachers, and not including the concerning language from the previously vetoed and sustained SB 2231, Burgum said. Send me your tips to Janet at CrusadeChannel.com. Stay tuned to the Crusade Channel with live breaking news updates all day and the best live talk radio anywhere. Up next, the Mike Church Show continues. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. I'm Janet Huxley for the Crusade Channel, seeking news and finding truth.